Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Thank you for joining us for another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small group. This is Pastor Billy here. I'm here with Pastor Tim Ma, our downtown congregation pastor. And uh, we're going to dive into uh, part two of our mini-series, Set Together. And, uh, you know, as we've been talking about God's holiness, uh, one of the things that we said is His holiness should affect the way that we relate to one another. It should affect our relationships. And the gospel, the word of God, if it doesn't transform the way that we relate to one another, we're missing it. Because much of the Bible is about how we relate to one another. Over Half of the Ten Commandments is about how we relate to God. The other half is about how we relate to people, right? Most of Jesus' teachings are about how we relate to one another in this world, and, and that's really the application of the gospel in our lives. It's not just what we believe in our heads, it's about how we are to live and relate to bring heaven to earth with our lives. And one of the biggest ways that we do that is in this topic uh, of forgiveness. And uh, forgiveness is a very difficult thing for most people, because all of us have gone through offenses in this life, and we've been hurt by people, let down by people, uh, or, or, or just straight abused by people. And yet Jesus teaches us to forgive. It's a big deal to him, and therefore it needs to be a big deal to us, and really an application of the gospel in our lives is to forgive our enemies. And so uh, we're going to dive into this week's discussion on, on forgiveness. And Jesus told a parable, well, first of all, the apostle Peter asked Jesus this question, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Now, something you need to know, and we said it this weekend, is that Peter probably thought he was being magnanimous. You know what I mean? I'll forgive seven times. Because at that time, rabbinic, rabbinic custom or rabbinic law said, you just need to forgive three times. And on the fourth time, you can get them. So Peter thinks, yeah, I'm being a good dude. Like, I'll forgive seven times. Come on, Jesus, how about that? You know, expecting a high five or something. And instead, Jesus told him, I tell you not seven, but, but 77 times, or the number of completion, right? So he's basically saying, forgive in an in, in unlimited amount of times. And then he goes on to say, essentially, that it's not just unlimited, but it's unconditional, because he gave no preconditions. I don't know about you, Pastor Tim, but if I would have said, well, it depends. You know what I mean? Like, how many times do you need to forgive? Well, tell me what he did first, and then I'll tell you, you know, how many times you need to forgive him. But Jesus gave no preconditions. He just said, you need to forgive him an unlimited, unconditional amount of times. And, and yes. I think that should challenge all of us. And then he goes on to tell this parable, the parable of the unmerciful servant, to illustrate and from that, we get several points. First of all, that we are to forgive just as we have been forgiven. The, the servant was forgiven this huge debt, and he refused to forgive his fellow servant. And the, the king, the, who represents God, was mad because you should have forgiven, he said, just as I had forgiven you. And so we see that we, need, we should forgive just as we've been forgiven through Christ. And then we see, you know, the, the other thing is if we refuse to forgive, we will not be forgiven. Because the servant didn't forgive his fellow servant, the king then had him thrown in prison, and essentially forever, because it says, you know, you, you'll be thrown into prison until you can pay off this debt. Well, if he couldn't pay off the debt out of prison, there's no way he's paying it off in prison. So essentially, he's unforgiven now. He's, he's thrown in prison forever. And uh, we just see these principles here at work. We need to forgive as we've been forgiven. And if we refuse to forgive, we say, I'm never going to forgive. Essentially, what we're doing is we're rejecting the gospel and we're rejecting the grace of God. And as a result, we're not going to be forgiven. And then the last thing that we see, though, is we need to establish healthy boundaries in our lives because sometimes as we forgive, we don't have to trust the person right away. Maybe they can't be trusted, and that's where boundaries are necessary, allowing room for God to work. Now, forgiveness is a very complex thing. You might want to encourage uh, your tripod to re-listen to the weekend sermon to prepare to lead this discussion mm-hmm. so that you guys can come in as a tripod core, 
ready to share examples and stories and, and ready to, to, to minister to folks because this is going to be a, a conversation that's likely to be emotionally yeah, loaded for a right. lot of people. So as you reflect on the main thought passages above and the weekend sermon, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? Pastor Tim, what do you think there? You know, um, looking at just from this parable here and, and the three bullet points that we extrapolate from it, um, I think it's important for us to point out that bullet points one and two, it's two sides of the same coin. Because mm-hmm. I think some people might get hung up on that second bullet point. If we refuse to forgive others, we will not be forgiven. And it sounds like, wait, that are we, we have to earn God's forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a loving God mm-hmm. if he's being petty. You know, that's, that's the imagery you can right. get. But it, it really harkens back to that first bullet point. It's tied together. That if we can't forgive other people, that means we haven't truly received right. or understood uh, how much Christ has forgiven us. Sorry, am I butchering the bullet points? It's the points? second bullet point, oh, Pastor yeah. Tim. That's okay. <laughs> From the, so on the second page of your discussion guide, that top bullet point yeah, yeah. Is, is what I was referring to as if we uh, forgive others, we are called to forgive others as we've been Just forgiven as we've been through forgiven, Christ. Right. So um, those two things go hand in hand. They right. can't be separated. Yeah. And so <clears throat> even as you're navigating through the discussions, there might be people that... Um, and I, and I get it, right? It just seems like, wow, God, that, that, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like the God I know. Yep. And so when it's that case, um, that's where I encourage people. Cause again, it's, it's, it's all tied to the idea of God's holiness. Right. And as we become holy like him by drawing close to him, mm-hmm. um, we reflect that holiness to right. others. So sam- similarly with forgiveness, as we continue to grow in our awareness of how much God's forgiven us we grow in our capacity to forgive others. And, and, and exactly the point, right? You know, if, and that's why it's worded specifically there, if we refuse to forgive others. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it, when you refuse, you say, I'm just not going to. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, what you're saying is you don't understand the grace of God that was given to you, right? right? Exactly. You, don't, you clearly don't understand the gospel then. If you're going to hold uh, someone to a standard that God doesn't even hold you to, right? Because mm-hmm. God forgives us unconditionally. That's the whole point. The king forgave the, the, the first servant unconditionally, this enormous debt. Shouldn't you then have forgiven your fellow servant who had a much less debt to mm-hmm. you? To you? And, and, and that's, that's the whole point. If God, as the king, forgave us this enormous sin debt, we should be grateful for that and realizing we had nothing to do with that forgiveness. It was unconditional grace given to us. Then shouldn't we forgive our fellow brother or sister who right. sins against us? And if we refuse to, it shows that we don't understand the grace of God and we don't understand the gospel. And what we're actually doing is rejecting the gospel. We're saying, no, I'm going to make them earn my forgiveness when I didn't have to earn forgiveness from God. It sets mm-hmm. us at odds with God and it makes, makes, puts us antithetically uh, against him. When in reality, we should be, we should be forgiven if we've mm-hmm. been forgiven, right? So that's a great point, Pastor Tim. And yes, let's point that out. No, we don't earn our salvation. We receive it as a gift of grace. And if you have received it, you should turn around and give that grace that's away to right. someone else. Or did you really receive that gift of grace in the first right. place, right? So everything in the Christian life is a response to the gospel. It's a response to what Jesus did for us. Yes. And this is a great application of that. Yes. Um, so thank you for pointing that out, Pastor Tim. You know, the second discussion question here is, how have you experienced the effects of unforgiveness or the power of forgiveness in your life? What happened? What did you learn through that? This would be a great opportunity, leaders, to share, you know, an, an example from your own life of maybe, maybe mm-hmm. where you held unforgiveness towards mm-hmm. someone and how that wrecked your 
maybe your mental health, you know, because that's what unforgiveness does. Maybe it even wrecked your physical health because that's what it does as well. I mean, there's studies now that show mm-hmm. that unforgiveness wreaks havoc in our bodily systems because we weren't meant to do that, right? Um, share about that as, right. a, as a parable of warning to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and hopefully you've come to the place of for, coming to forgiveness and how did that change? Yeah. You know, how did your life change after releasing that, that unforgiveness towards someone else? What did you learn? Share that. I think it'd be a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things I appreciate about my personal group is just how candid um, my guys are. But again, it starts with the tripod. It starts with, um, you know, people coming ready to share Mm -hmm. and uh, not just being a deer in the headlight when it comes time to these deeper questions. Right. And so even for me, um, some of you might have heard in a previous sermon how um, just growing up, I didn't have the best relationship and interactions with my father. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there was a breaking point um, several years ago Mm -hmm. where... Um, there were tears shed. I, I forgave my dad mm-hmm. and I ver- verbally declared it over him that I forgave him. And from that point on, the powerful thing was just how that demonstrated the gospel to him. Wow. And since that moment, uh, he's been growing with God. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not a credit to, to me, but really my mom walking through him with discipleship. But I believe that that forgiveness moment, I can pinpoint that specific day. It's such a vivid memory in my mind. And I know in his mind too, where something broke in his mm-hmm. heart when, when forgiveness was extended to him. Mm-hmm. That opened the door for God's forgiveness to start to come into his heart as well. That's really great, Tim. Thank you for sharing that. And you know what? I think there's gonna all of us have some mm-hmm. similar story. You know, I've shared about my relationship with my dad many mm-hmm. times. And, and yeah, having to forgive is not easy. And, uh, but when we do it, we demonstrate the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to conceptualize God's forgiveness, but when they experience your forgiveness or mm-hmm. our forgiveness, they're like, oh, wow, I kind of get it now. Yeah. You know, and if you've ever messed up and you've been forgiven, oh, wow, it doesn't feel like amazing to have been forgiven uh, of something like that. So, leaders, I would encourage you to come ready to share something, uh, maybe on the negative side and what you learned, but mm-hmm. hopefully, yes, on the positive side that you can encourage people through and and start the transparency there. Um, and, and we got we to gotta go first in that way. And then lastly, how is God challenging you to apply this message and discussion to your life and relationships going forward? How can we pray for you as you do. And this, again, would be a great place if there's, there's any area where you're still struggling to forgive, um, to share that, right? And, and, and just, to, again, the point of clarity, the, the point above that we were talking about earlier, if we refuse to forgive others, we will not be forgiven. That doesn't mean it's going to come easy, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to feel like it. What, what, what I'm saying here is if we refuse, I'm not going to, I'm never going to forgive. That's the choice that we want to get away from. Yeah. But if, we, if you're saying, man, it's hard, Man, I'm struggling to forgive. I forgive, and then five minutes later, I'm angry again. That is super mm-hmm. normal, okay? And that's why Jesus said, how often are you supposed to forgive? An unlimited amount of times mm-hmm. a day, because you're probably going to have to forgive 77 times a day. You know what I mean? It may pop up every couple minutes or every every few hours. You'll think about a situation. That doesn't mean that forgiveness is going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but we mustn't refuse to forgive. We have to choose to forgive instead. And so, you know... Um, how, how, you know, th- this would be a great point for you to share. Maybe a challenging situation that you're going through in your life could be with a spouse, you know, mm-hmm. could be with a coworker. Yeah. Um, you know, th- you can spare details to protect the innocent if you want, but, but more importantly, is just being transparent. This is where I'm struggling. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying, but it's hard. That's fine. And leaders, be honest and transparent about that too. How you struggle with forgiveness, but you're, you're endeavoring to do it anyway. I think mm-hmm. that pleases God and that opens up greater levels of transparency in the group as well. And then make sure we take time to pray for one another uh, to be uh, helped by the Spirit to do this. Pastor Tim, any final thoughts before we sign off today? Yeah, you know, um, thank you leaders for navigating people through this challenging topic and uh, this is more echoing what you've already just shared, Pastor Bill, is that um, that forgiveness is not a one-time event. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. And so just because it didn't work or I already did it and I'm done, um, that's why I like that last bullet point question because it's, it's this... It's this idea that I have to keep doing it over and over again. And, and so leaders, I, I, I want you to be able to express that sentiment to your group members because sometimes people mistake that. They don't understand. You know, they're like, well, oh, they didn't work for me. Yes. I already did it. And uh, but that's the power of group that because we remain in regular discussions and, and walking through life together, this is something we can continue to encourage one another. Keep forgiving. Keep allowing the grace of God to flow through you in this method and manner. Yep, that's right. It's a choice. Like with most things in the Christian life, it's a choice, Mm -hmm. not a feeling. It's a choice to die to your flesh, to override your feelings, and to act in faith. And forgiveness is a massive act of faith because you're not going to feel like it. In fact, it feels wrong. It feels like, why am I forgiving? They don't deserve it. But in that, it's an act of faith of applying the gospel. God forgave me when I didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. You know, He loved me when I didn't deserve it. And I need to extend that same forgiveness to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, um, group leaders, um, this is a, a great topic, too, to encourage our people that have never come through freedom class, or maybe they did come through before, and a lot just has bubbled up. You know, Holy Spirit uh, showed them things. And so we, if you look on our pearlside.org um, website, there's a bunch of freedom classes coming up you can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great moment for us to come together as a ministry to be able to pray over this specific area, allow the Holy Spirit to work in a powerful way. Amen to that. And let me just say one last thing here. You know, you know, the last point in the message was about boundaries. You know, we need to forgive unconditionally, but we need to be smart. If, if someone is, and, 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 and let's make sure we encourage our people about this. If they're in an abusive situation, physically or mentally, <clears throat> we need to set up appropriate boundaries. We need to forgive. That's in our heart. But we also need to set up boundaries so that we can't be hurt or others can't be hurt, continually hurt if the person doesn't change. Trust and reconciliation comes when, when there's the fruit of repentance where the other person changes. Those things are different than forgiveness. Forgiveness is unconditional, but trust, reconciliation is earned as as the person walks out repentance. And in the meantime, we need to establish boundaries to allow God to work in that person's life. I just needed to say that, and we said it in the sermon, but just a reminder, because we don't want people to feel like, okay, well, I forgave, so I have Mm -hmm. to go back to normal. Not if the person isn't safe, not if they haven't changed. We still have to be wise and, and put up boundaries there. So just a quick reminder, just so that in the discussion, we don't guilt people maybe into staying in abusive relationships or to staying in, you know, uh, situations that are not good for them or others. Um, we need to draw those boundaries, but yet forgive. Mm-hmm. That's the tension there. Amen. And there's a lot of discussions we can have here. And I want to encourage you, uh, keep processing this and let's continue to uh, walk one another into applying the love of God and the holiness of God in this place of our relationships. And that's where the light of the gospel is shown the brightest, I believe. Amen. Well, thank you, leaders. Appreciate you guys. We love you. And thank you for all that you do for the kingdom. And we're looking forward to having great small group discussions this week. God bless you guys. Thank you.